Hey there, sir. Passport, please. Yep. Right here. And uh, what is the purpose of your trip? Uh, you know, gas prices are so high with inflation and groceries, so I'm just gonna get some gas and some cheese. Cheese, cheese, sir. Mm -hmm. Aren't you lactose intolerant? Wait, what? How, how did you know? You got any drugs or alcohol? No, no, sir. No, sir. Carrying any weapons, any firearms? Yes. Yes, I, I actually do have a huge sword. Yeah, it's a double, one of those double-edged swords. Say what? Yeah, it's really, really sharp. It could literally cut through soul and spirit. Hey, we got a 1030 in lane four. I repeat, a 1030 in lane four. <laughs> Where's the weapon? Where's the weapon? It's in the trunk, man! It's in the trunk! The trunk? Where is it? All I can find is this Bible! Yeah, it is the Bible. Hebrews 4.12 says that the Bible is the sword of the spirit. It could pierce through soul and spirit. It could even cut through bone and marrow. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. False alarm. It's another one of these Christians excited about their Bibles. Hey everybody, welcome, happy Monday, welcome to the Endowed Show. It is time to... Make Mondays great again. How are we going to do that, Donnie? Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I did, that's, that's as far as I got <laughs> okay. on the script. That's amazing. Make hey. Mondays great again. <laughs> it was the one line, that's all he gave Fun me. fact, it took him for. a year of practicing every day, Monday to Friday, yep. nine to five, yep. <laughs> for yep. a whole year. Yeah, sometimes weekends. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. weekends. Hey, yeah. happy Monday. Um, hope you guys had a great weekend. You know, we are excited to make Mondays great again. You know, sometimes Monday is kind of just a little bit of the back to the routine, back to work, but we get to spend some time together and we think, I, I'm excited about that. Oh, absolutely. I, I think we're all excited about oh, yeah. that. So happy Monday. We're going to make Monday great again. But we want to ask you, how was your weekend? I want to ask you guys. My weekend was, felt very full. It felt, you know, the weekends that just feel full, like Monday comes and it's like, yeah. I didn't take a moment to just kind of rest i mean maybe this because i have children yeah but i just feel that like is, uh, andrew that is the reason that is the reason your, your monday your weekend is gonna be great <laughs> mine was fantastic yeah okay so uh yeah i have two children so i feel like it was just very very full and uh, you know the other day my boy he's almost five and he uh kind of walked up in front of me and he had a straw he was drinking his apple juice kind of looked at me kind of started to look a little cheeky and I, was, I had no idea what was going on so i'm like what what my mouth is open and he blows out apple juice into my mouth now and i always wonder oh, i wonder how i got sick <laughs> i live in a petri dish yeah. and if you have children you live in petri dishes and so i feel like whatever that was that he has i'm probably gonna be sick tomorrow that's amazing thanks for so sharing that, that yeah. was uh, that was my weekend just I'll, trying I'll pray to for you. yeah trying to avoid sickness and uh you just can't but it was just a full full weekend a good weekend just full how was yours? Obviously no children, so you were living your best life? Yeah, it was great. Honestly, didn't do much. Didn't have to take care of kids. Um, didn't have to be sick. Didn't have to okay. have apple juice. That sounds a little breaky. Put into my <laughs> mouth, so that was, that was fantastic. It was quite relaxing. Yeah. Went to church. Nice, nice, nice. So it was a good weekend. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. That's, yeah. That, that sounds like a dream for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, that sounds like the best weekend ever. <laughs> wow, you didn't do much and you didn't have to take care of kids. Hey, man, one day you'll be an empty nester and you'll, you'll I'll be really I'll sad. Probably, I'll, be, I'll, I'll miss it. Yeah, Having exactly. kids is amazing. You have children. So I do, How yes. was your weekend with children? It was, I mean, it was low-key, but... Your kids are older always, a little bit? Yeah, they are. So yeah, 10 and 6, so yeah, I mean, it's yep. a little less... Yeah. It's a different kind of chaos. It's a different chaos. It's um, always chaotic. Yeah. Just oh, different. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but it was, it was good. Yeah. Low key. We didn't yeah. do a whole lot. That's fun. Yeah. I'm jealous. I, I feel so out of place here. There's two, <laughs> you feel two out of place. parents. Two pair, two dads. It's true. That's why, I, yeah. yeah. He gets my just, dad jokes and you're just like staring at me like, I don't get it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, moral of the story if you have children, God bless you. Children are amazing. But if you don't and you're a young adult, milk this time. Yeah. Milk it like Brendan's milk. Soak it. it in. Just soak it in. I wouldn't milk. use the word milk, but yeah. Yeah, soak it in. Yeah. Soak it soak <laughs> in the milk. Uh okay. Speaking <laughs> Speaking of milk, um, you had church yesterday. <laughs> what did you learn in church? Was it milk? Was it meat? Did you get something to chew on or did you just kinda of drink? I mean, you know, how was church? Brendan? Well, I said I went to church. I didn't say I I, I paid attention. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Truth comes out. Happy Monday. No, we talked about seeking yeah. refuge, and uh, we have this housing, low-income housing project that we're doing on our church property. So oh, it's cool. kind of like a vision cast uh, for that. And is uh, it the place directly behind it? Yeah. What well, behind that? and we're adding a new. We have two now. Oh wow. Low income. Yeah, Amazing. it's actually really awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's really cool. That's awesome. So you kind of just talk vision, talk what. What's yeah, yeah. Gonna and be? then uh, obviously the biblical reasoning behind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then we talked a lot about like seeking refuge. Um, not just in the physical sense, but uh, in God as well. So yeah, cool. tied that together. Cool. Good word. What about you, Chris? What did you guys learn? Uh, well, to continue on with your grocery theme here, <laughs> our, we talked about bread. Okay. So bread not milk, milk, but bread. So no milk, no meat, bread. That's yeah. right. Well, because we're in John 6, and in John 6, that's when Jesus feeds the 5,000. Okay. And then later on, he makes the I am statement, the bread, I am the bread of life. Yep. So yeah, talked about those things. Uh, it's interesting because the way that our pastor tied it in at, at the end was that for us Christians, especially in the West, it seems like we have an easy time trusting Jesus for our eternal salvation. Hmm. But when it comes to our daily needs, our daily bread, we're like, ah, I got it. Don't don't need yeah. God's help for yeah. interesting. You know, so that was sort of like the overarching theme of it, yeah. which. I don't know. Yeah, hold up, hold up. It's very poignant. That's a you good were in John four last week. No, five. five. Was it five? Okay, no, I thought you go. skipped the week. I'm keeping uh, an eye on you. I'm, I'm keeping an eye on these verse by verse guys. Huh? <laughs> Expositional. Yeah, right. My butt. You skipped <laughs> yeah. a chapter. Verse by verse. You skipped the whole chapter. <laughs> Expositional. Chapter five is huge. For, yeah. <laughs> it's huge. It's huge. It's huge. It's massive. Chapter five, probably my favorite chapter. Okay, but it's not. In all, 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 like things considering, yeah. yesterday my wife went to get some bread and milk. Speaking of being able to like, bro, why a, are we hold up? Why are we talking about milk so much? Is that just okay? Sorry, tight, sorry, sorry. sorry I get nervous. <laughs> hang tight on the subject. We bought milk and three loaves of bread. How much do you think it cost? Seventy dollars, Canadian. Yeah. Eighteen. <laughs> it was forty-seven dollars. Bro, forty-seven. <laughs> what? <laughs> What kind 40. of bread are you buying? Okay. My answer was a joke, but I was close. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're actually closer. Than so that. when so we good. talk about our daily needs, yeah. uh, I feel like I also really need to depend on him for that too because yeah. inflation is actually nuts. Yeah. Mind you, it was a special bread because our kids are gluten-free. We're trying oh, we're yeah. trying something and gluten-free bread is very expensive. Mm, yeah. And the milk was like a special milk too because our kids are 
kind of having some issues. So, uh, but forty-seven dollars lactose I, free. I'd rather them struggle with their issues. Oat milk, lactose free <laughs> milk. It was like goat milk. Oh goat yeah, milk. which is like ten dollars for one. That'll yeah, do it. that'll do it. Crazy. So, speaking of bread, it what does is it expensive. taste like? Uh, I actually don't have it because I am extremely <laughs> lactose intolerant, but I do have my lactate, so uh, maybe I should. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are pills. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you try uh, the goat milk. <laughs> but honestly, yeah, that's a good word from John chapter six. I think uh, that's important. So for us, we learned uh, we started Second uh, Corinthians. This is our first week going through Second uh, Corinthians. So we had like a Christmas series, and we had a couple one-offs in the new year, and now we finally started Second Corinthians. And so uh, actually, Pastor Brent, who's the pastor of the church that I go to, he's on the show a little bit later, and it's going to be, I think it's going to be a great interview. I actually love that guy a lot. So we'll talk to him in a few minutes. But um, <clears throat> we talked about 2 Corinthians chapter 1, and I thought it was fascinating because it's like, okay, we're going to have a 30-minute sermon about, you know, Paul, I, the apostle, by the will of God, bring you grace and peace. And I'm like, okay, how's a 30-minute message on yeah. Paul's introduction of who he is. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I'm like, really? Are we going to do this? Yeah. And he did it. And I, honestly, so many things. So I actually wrote a couple things down. So listen to this. This is 2 Corinthians uh, verse 3 and 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in our all of our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. And so even just thinking about that and realizing that God is a God of all comfort, not some comfort. And so it kind of made me ask myself, where do I go to find comfort? Do I go to Netflix to binge? Absolutely. Do I eat chocolate? For sure. Do I have KFC four times a week like Brendan admitted a couple, a couple weeks ago? No, because that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Side note, Brendan had KFC minimum three to four times a week in high school. Yeah. We should probably try to find a high school picture. Yeah. But oh, um, yeah, we oh, should. Geez. Yeah. Mateo, okay. it is right here. I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it for the show. I'll for do it for show. a note. But honestly, it was a good reminder. The God of all comfort. And it's like, where do you run to to be comforted? And that also brings the second point, which he talked about. We get we go through trials and tribulations so that we can bring comfort to those who are also going through of any kind. So it just seemed like there was no boundaries, he was saying. So God is the mm. God of all comfort, and that he uses us to go through tribulations so that we can help everybody with any type of trial. So you don't have to think, oh, I, I've never experienced that, what they're going through, so I don't know how to help them. Mm -hmm. But it's like, no, no, we go through things so that we can help anybody who's gone through anything, which I thought was just really huge. And so it just reminded me, um, we just find our comfort from God and from God alone. And that's hugely important. And, and so I was really, really blessed. And, and it also just wanted to highlight a dangerous doctrine. Usually we have segments called Dangerous Doctrines. We're not doing the full segment right now. Roll the audio, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, looks like it's time for d d Dangerous oh, Doctrines. Do dangerous Doctrines. <laughs> Today's Dangerous Doctrine. I don't have a quote, but... <laughs> I will tell you, there's a lot of people who have theology thinking if you're going through trials, you're going through hardship, tribulation, it's because you must have done something wrong because God's mad at you because of your sin. But clearly in this passage, it's not it's so that we can be comfort. And so there's reasons why God puts pressure on us and allows us to go through trial is so that we can comfort others and so that we can gain experience and understand God's comfort. And the analogy that he gave 
was perfect. He said, if I'm going to work out, I mean, you clearly see Brendan right now. He obviously works out. He looks pretty fit. So if I were to look like Brendan, I mean, it's not his KFC body anymore. It's <laughs> new body. <laughs> we're in the baggiest clothing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways, if you're watching, you know that he's a pretty fit I'm guy. Humble. I'm humble. Um, he's humble. But uh, if you're going to work out, he said, and our pastor said this last Sunday, you're not going to crumple up paper and then, you know, lift, do lifts. You know what I mean? No resistance, no pressure, no nothing. You're not going to build any strength. So he just talks about the reality that God puts the weight and the pressure and the resistance to strengthen us and to give mm. us, you know, what we need to learn about his comfort and to be comforters. And so the false doctrine that, oh, you must have done something wrong, that's like Job's idiot friends who were like, oh, oh it, yeah. it must be something. That's I'm, I'm in Job right now, which has actually been like kind of hard to start, you know, the year off in Job because I'm doing my Bible reading and it's kind of like, oh, like his mercies are new every morning. I wake up and read Job. I'm like, sucks to be me right now in <laughs> <laughs> that movie. But um, Job is a beautiful book, but you see his friends did something right. They came immediately. They sat there for seven days. They didn't say anything. They wept with him. That's, that's a good friend. Mm-hmm. But yep. then they started talking. And, <laughs> and then they opened when, their mouths. Once they opened their mouths, it was like, you guys are twits. So... I just feel like their 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 theology, their dangerous doctrine, is what we still hear from people today. That oh, it's because you're going you're going through. It's your fault. You did something wrong. God's mad at you. Do you you deserve this. It's like, unconfessed sin. Perhaps? Yeah, it's like, like that's yeah. not it. It's actually to strengthen you and to show you His comfort and to create you to be a comforter to help those yeah. with any trouble. So I, I just thought that was super encouraging. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're gonna have Brett. Uh, Brent. Oh gosh, did I say Brett? I said Brett. Yeah, and he's probably watching. He's probably like you. <laughs> I'm probably reminding him of one of Job's buddies right now. Yeah, yeah. and I'm, I'm Ben, right? I call it. <laughs> there's too many B names, man. Yeah, uh, right, Brent right. Smith is going to be with us, and it's going to be awesome. He is such a such a gem. He's going to talk about the importance of scripture, and uh, it, and taking it in context. Because I think even when you see Job's buddies, a lot of people think of weird doctrines. So we're going to get into that in a few minutes. But something fascinating I was reading in Job. And I'd like to run it by you guys. Okay, I'm all ears. Job chapter 2, okay? We see that, you know, Satan's roaming around to and fro, and they say, you know, have you seen my servant Job? He's blameless, he's righteous, which immediately shows that his buddies were wrong. Oh, you must have done something, you know, yeah, because yeah. his identity was different than what they were kind of portraying. But um, so, you know, all of a sudden he gets these, like, you know, Skin issues from head to toe, all his livestock dead, children dead, everything destroyed. But then in chapter 2, verse 9, his wife looks at, looks at him and says, you know what, just curse God and die. And obviously that's stupid advice was the oh, first yeah. thing. But the second thing, <laughs> Satan didn't take her out. Nope, he, he left her. He left her. That, yep. She must have been a piece of work. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Satan like used it. her. Satan used yeah. it. It was like a tag team. Your skills plus my skills in the ring. Tag team. <laughs> Name that movie. But that is really fascinating. And I would, that, that really sucks. Yes. If you want my thoughts on it, well, I don't know if I can say my thoughts. <laughs> like legally. Well, well no. <laughs> I, let's not go that far. <laughs> That's just an interesting thought. Like, wow. Yeah. He used yeah. her. What are, you, what are you trying to say, though? Let's hear your thoughts, Andrew. I don't want to say my thoughts. I don't have a thought. I just read it. Let's thought. bring up this point of con- discussion that nobody can say anything about. No one can actually <laughs> share their thoughts right now. Yeah. But it is something to think about. 
<laughs> on your own time. That's just an interesting observation. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah. Not something I thought about before. Yeah. Like, oh, really? About it. Okay. I don't know that I have. Have you thought about it before? Many times. Really? <laughs> really? No, no, no. I, not personally. Like, it's been brought up yeah, yeah, okay. uh, as a joke. John Newfeld jokes about it. Yeah. yeah I've heard a lot of funny. comedians joke about it, too. It's like, mm. oh, trust me. Leave her. I know mm. what I'm doing. <laughs> it's better that she's around. Yep. Poor Job. Uh, poor Job. Poor guy. Amazing. But you know what? Moral of the story. It's important to be in our Bibles. It's important to read our Bibles. It's yeah. important to meditate on it and think about these things, actually. Yeah. Um, because there's so many things. Like we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, I'm like, how are we going to get anything from an intro of Paul? And then we find out that he is the God of all comfort. Do you doubt the word of God? Do you? Shame on you. Are no. you Are you in doubt? No. Oh, wait. <laughs> That's a, wait, that, he said the thing. He said the the, 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 the show title. <laughs> he said it. Anyways, um, be in the word. It's really great. And I find when I don't dive in the word. So the Bible is like a spiritual food for our souls. And I don't know about you, but when I don't eat physical food, I get pretty hangry. I walk around hangry. I'm like really grumpy and I just I have short temper. That's actually a great analogy. Yeah. It's the same thing yeah. with spiritual nourishment. Mm. If we do not eat daily, we're going to walk around like grumpy young adults who are just hangry all the time and our souls are in desperate need of yeah. actual food. Yeah. And so I encourage you, open your Bibles, read your Bibles today. Uh, it will bless you richly and yes. give you food for your soul. So let's talk about the Bible. We're going to do an interview right now with Brent Smith from Riverside Calvary Chapel. Amazing guy. Love his heart for his teaching and just his love for people, love for the Word of God. So we're going to jump into that interview it's going to be great. I'm sure we're going to all be blessed. Let's dive in and hear from Pastor Brent. Okay, so we have the man, the myth, the legend in the house, Pastor oh, Brent Smith. Brent, hey, how are you, man? I'm doing great. It is really good to be here with man. you, Andrew. Uh, myth, uh, none of those things are, are true. Maybe a myth. I don't know. It's very elusive. <laughs> I'm very elusive, but uh, yeah. I'm know. so pumped you're here, man. This is like such an honor for us. Really good to be um, here with you. I've been attending your church for the past six months, wow. and I just have to say I've just been so blessed, and it's just been such a, a healing time for me. Right on. I can unpack a little bit of my story another time, but mm. uh, I'm, just, I'm just honored you're here, and I'm grateful for your ministry. Thank you. Um, for those of us who are listening on the podcast or watching right now on YouTube, uh, some, of, some people might not know you. Mm. And we want them to know you because you are, again, the man, the myth, the legend. Yeah. So uh, tell us a little uh, bit about your story, how yeah. you kind of got involved in ministry. Like, take us back. Sure. You know, we don't have to go cool. way. Well, you know what? Let's go way back. Yeah. What was your first word? Oh, man. Oh, my first word. Probably. Do you know? No idea. You, you don't no know? No idea. Okay. No idea. Okay. It was probably, you know. Probably Jesus. I'm assuming, oh. I think I think everybody's first word is mine. Mine. It's like just <laughs> yeah. revealing our sin nature yes, right there. hundred percent. I Absolutely. thought my boy was like the most innocent. I'm like, this guy doesn't sin. And now I'm yeah. like, now, okay. No, it's very, very it's clear. very clear. Oh it's my goodness. We see clear. it very early on, don't we? Very early. Oh boy. But take us back. Yeah, take so, us through your history of ministry and where you are cool. now. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in the in the Vancouver area and, and uh, thankfully grew up in a Christian home where, where church um, was very important and uh, coming and and learning of God and, and worshiping Him together was very important. So I was very fortunate to grow up in a in a home and and to have uh, great people around me in my life in that church that uh, poured in and discipled me. And I had a great network of of Christian friends from the church. So 
man, I, I just thank the Lord. It was mm. very um, protective in a sense. Um, but, you know, we've seen a lot of people that grow up in those environments that end up turning away, being disillusioned. I think we'll, we'll talk a bit about that too. But mm-hmm. I was very, um, I'm very thankful for the grace of God that just kept me close to him. Amen. And by no means did I live a perfect life. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of, of ups and downs, but... Were you never, a wild guy? Uh, I was. Were you? Oh, I, <laughs> I Well, you know what? Wild in a, in a I think, uh, a sanctified Christian Hallelujah. way. Where it was like, yeah, I mean, we pushed the envelope on things. Yeah, Me and, yeah. my, and my buddies, you know, growing up, we did a lot of stuff that we're not going to get into on this <laughs> yeah. show here. But we always thought, you know, we're not doing this, we're not doing that. So these things were were excusable in a sense, That's right? So but funny. Uh, I, I like, and I still like to, you know, push the envelope. I've got a <laughs> wife now that kind of keeps me at bay, which is helpful. So um, it's a good balance there. <laughs> but I like to, yeah, like to be a little wild in a good, fun way. But yeah. so I grew up in that environment, and I and I felt, you know, I just really sensed the Lord had His hand on my life and was calling me into the ministry from a, a young age, you know, from my teen years. Okay, I just wow. believed yeah. um, through different events that uh, the Lord was was leading me to commit my life full-time to Him in ministry. And so I knew when I finished high school, uh, thankfully I, I finished high school, Come just on. barely, but, you know, and so when I finished high school, I was going to go off to, to Bible school and and get some some training and, and education and really just devote my life to, to ministry and, and serving the Lord. Now, for me... I never had any real desire to be like a, a lead pastor, a senior pastor somewhere. I was like, I'm going to be a youth pastor till I'm like 70. That's going to be my yes. my calling. And I'm just going to hang out. And that's part of that, you know, I think wild fun side where I was like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to be with the youth, man. That's where I fit. And uh, that was kind of really my my leaning. And uh, again, through different events, the Lord just began to, to direct my life. And uh, here I am now, you know, planted a, a church here in Langley, uh, 21 years ago wow. and uh, lead pastor. And, and that's something I never kind of really thought would be uh, my story, but here wow. I am and loving it and just yeah. thankful for all that God's been doing. So that's 20, kind of in a nutshell. Yeah. 21 years. At, yeah. At that. Wow. Have you always been at that location or did no, you move we've, around? We've, yeah. So we actually started uh, in a home, in a okay. living room of a, of a home, just doing a, a Sunday morning gathering and Bible study and worship. And so we're having a little church service right there. And then we moved into a community center and then into a school that we rented, uh, you know, their gym for a number of years and then have been in our present location now for uh, coming up to 10 years now. 10 years. Wow. Yeah. So it's been a a journey and different steps along the way. And uh, it's just been exciting to see God's goodness all through it and just his hand in in leading and directing and providing and and just uh blessing the church and it's been just a, a real privilege to amazing. serve him and be a part of his church here it's amazing man you know you still have the youthful vibes hey the youth pastor cool, vibes, which is like i'm Hope not so. saying that in a negative way i mean that's obviously amazing yeah. but um we were just talking to someone the other day about uh youth ministry and since you're the wild kind i wonder like when you did youth ministry did you have like the crazy icebreaker games that are just insane. Oh yeah. Oh okay. yeah. You would we be did, that guy. We did all you that stuff. That oh yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure, man. We would have fun. I just could never handle that stuff. Right, it's, he just couldn't, too, it's too much. Some of it goes like beyond. Oh yeah. Like, uh, there's some things where I'm like, oh man, I, I couldn't quite go there. But, but you gave the stamp of approval for some wild stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Can you Still think do. of, yeah. Can you think of some <laughs> of the ones that were just crazy? Uh, oh boy. 
you know, always like, you know, food challenges where yeah, you're that's, eating that, some grotesque kind of stuff. Yeah. See, those are the yeah. ones you're like, no, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> I heard of one, one youth group where they would take uh, like ice cream, somebody would take ice cream and then they would drop that ice cream from their mouth in another person's mouth oh, and see how far they could okay. go without saying, see that? No, that wasn't mine. That that's I didn't do that. Terrible. That's like, no, that's, that's over the <laughs> terrible. top. That's terrible. So yeah. I would stop going. That, yeah, I would do. <laughs> I don't blame you. That's why I never did those ones, yeah, but so uh, definitely, you know, we did some fun stuff. That's so. amazing, man. Well, yeah. I honestly, again, I'm just so honored that you're here and honored to be a part of your church community. And uh, it's been such a gift. So I notice on Sundays yeah. that you preach verse by verse. Yeah. And, has that always been the case? What's your up like? Have sure. you been always so that's doing that? Always been the case with us at this church here at Riverside Calvary Chapel, and that's kind of a real distinctive mm-hmm. of Calvary Chapel churches, which I didn't grow up in. And okay. so I grew up in a in a denominational church that didn't, you know, teach the Bible verse by verse. Every Sunday was, you know, the pastor getting up and saying, "Let's turn to so and so," and we'd open up uh, the Bible and read a verse or two, and then you'd kind of put the Bible aside and you'd hear a, a nice sermon for you know, 25, 30 minutes. And then at the end, you're kind of wondering, what did that have to do with the verse we read, right? Right. And it was kind of disjointed. Next week, we'd be somewhere else, flipping here and flipping Mm -hmm. there. And it was kind of very disjointed. And then when I was in um, young adults at the church I grew up at, Mm -hmm. we had a young adult pastor that uh, really began to see the value of um, expositional teaching and just teaching through verse by verse. And I remember him saying one night in our young adults group, so we're going to just begin to teach through the Bible verse by verse. And I was sitting there as a young guy going, okay, isn't that what we always do? What are you making a big deal about this? You know. And we started Matthew 1, where it's the genealogy okay. of Jesus. And he says, we're going to go through the book of Matthew and where we end tonight, we're going to pick it up next week in that spot. And, and we started in the genealogy of Jesus. Typically, you're going to be like, Let's just skip over all these names. <laughs> yeah. We'll just move on to the Can't good stuff. Can't even pronounce half right? of them. Right? <laughs> and we started, th- and we just started working through the genealogy, and we started identifying who these people were mm-hmm. and why that's important. How does that apply to us? And I was sitting there with my Bible open, and I was following and tracking, and I'm seeing how the Bible was speaking to me personally. And I was like, "This is gold!" Like the first night we did that, I was. I was, it was just revolutionary to me and I was transformed. I'm like, this is exciting. This is good. And it began to set my, my heart on, on just a a, a new passion for the word of God. And in my own devotional time, which was very much like Sunday morning, let's flip here, let's flip there in my devotional time. Mm -hmm. And now I saw the value of reading through a book verse by verse and taking time and really knowing now that the word is applicable, it's relevant, it's going to speak to me. And so I knew as we started going through in our young adults time, uh, the book of Matthew and verse by verse, I just began to have the word immersed in my heart like never before. And I knew that when I was going to be active in ministry, Mm -hmm. whatever that was going to be, I wanted to teach the word of God. And I wanted to give the word of God because I saw how that changed my life. And then we eventually, my life, um, we eventually got... uh, plugged in with the Calvary Chapel Church okay. and uh, a new church plant down in um, down across the border in the States. And, and again, um, my wife and I, just sitting under the teaching of God's Word, the faithful teaching, verse by verse of God's Word, we just began to see our lives grow in the Lord mm. and mature. And, and we knew it was just the, the power of God's Word, yeah. you know, 
uh, as Hebrews 4.12 says, that the, the Word of God is living and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's, it's um, you know, a discerner of the thoughts and the intents yeah. of the heart. It, it pierces right in between the soul and spirit, it says, right? And so I just love how it has an active work in our lives. And so um, we've seen the effect of that. Amazing. Uh, we've seen the power of it. And we continue to see it as we teach the Word of God. And we see people just Amazing. being transformed by not what I've got to say, but by what the Word of God says to them. So I, I haven't grown up with that, but it's been a good part of my life for the last half of my life now. And uh, we've seen the value and the power of it. We love it. It's amazing, man. You know, my wife and I, we were going through like, we had like this really intense spiritual attack at our house. It was like a few years ago. And I remember we woke up and we were like screaming Jesus as loud as we could. We were terrified. And the first thing my wife said is, get the Bible, just open it. Like, yeah. just open it and read it. That's it. And so we turned on all the lights, grabbed the Bible, opened it. I'm like, I don't even care if it's so-and-so begot, so-and-so begot, so-and-so begot, yeah. so-and-so. It's the sword. <laughs> right. This is what I'm going to use. Right. And so we opened, and thankfully it was Ephesians. Yeah. <laughs> I would have read the genealogies, there you go. Yeah, but, he, but there you, <laughs> you, go. you know. It would have taken longer. It would have taken yeah. longer to fight. I'm like, oh, so then, yeah, anyways. But, yeah. Uh, but it's just like, it is everything about it. Yeah. So even like this last Sunday at your church, we're starting Second Corinthians. And we were going through, you know, verse one. And I'm like, okay, how are we going to have a 30-minute message on like I, the Apostle Paul, yeah. the grace and peace? I'm like, okay, like how are we going to do this? <laughs> but it was amazing. Oh, I'm like right just pointing out like the God of all comfort, like certain yeah. things. Like, oh, we talked man. about that James, in an earlier segment. We need segment. to hear that, don't we? Right? Man, it's God just... God of all comfort comforts us in all our yeah. tribulations. But it's so like good. people will just read through the intro of Second Corinthians yeah. and kind of just you know, get let's to get, the let's get, get to, to the good stuff. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, man, right off the top, yeah. you pointed out some stuff yeah. that you just miss if you don't read word yeah. for word. And sure. man, every word just like yeah. nourishes us. And I love like like um Second Timothy three sixteen, you know, everybody, you know, likes to quote that verse, all scriptures given by inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction. Um, but then, you know, and and training of righteousness, but then we kind of skip verse 17, the next verse, which says that the man of God may be complete, mm. thoroughly equipped for every good work. Mm. And and that's it. It's the, it's the word of God yeah. that we need that's going to grow us, that's going to mature us. That's that idea of being complete. It's going to mature us that we might be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And so that's what's equipping us. That's what we love to do at church is to say, let's let's equip God's people so that yeah. they can continue on to live these lives as an example in the world being equipped and being used of God. And so that's yeah. what we, we love huge, to do. It's huge, man. It's huge. Yeah. And I wonder, like, thinking of the young people who are listening right now or watching, um, there's a lot of people who doubt. Mm-hmm. Like, how do we actually trust that yeah. it is 100% sure. truth? I've heard all kinds of situations. Oh, it's symbolism or it's allegory. Yeah. or And, of course, there's different genres of literature within the entire Bible, uh, of course. So yeah. that's that's true. Yeah, But they... it. It gets dangerous when you start thinking of symbolism. I've heard people say, oh, Adam and Eve are not actually real people. They just represent humanity. It's just a right. symbol of the beginning of time. So yeah. talk about the inerrancy, which is like, mm-hmm. you know, that it is... It it's is without high, error. Yeah. It's without error. Yeah. So how do we... What do we say to the doubter? Yeah. I, I get a, I get a kick out of it when, you know, people love to say, well, the, the Bible's full of contradictions. Mm-hmm. And you say, well, can you show me one? Uh, well, I, it's what I've heard, you know, <laughs> I heard uh, don't it, put I me on the spot. I just heard it somewhere, <laughs> you know, and, and people love to use these kinds yes. of arguments to just kind of, you know, put the Bible aside. Um, and yeah, like you say, I mean, the Bible does have different forms of, of writing and poetry and, 
and allegory. And, and Jesus spoke in parables that was giving a, a story, right? Yeah. And so, but, but the idea is that these all have a uh, very important um, meaning behind it. And so, yeah, we take the Bible literally, mm-hmm. but we know too that there's certain writings and, and allegories that we obviously don't say that this is, you know, when God says, I'm going to, uh, you know, bear you up on, on wings of an eagle, it's not like we're going to all see ourselves flying through the sky on a, that would be cool, right? It's like, hey, I can't wait for that to happen. But uh, no, I'm into we know, it. Yeah, I'm afraid of heights fun. though, but Are you? at I'll, the same I'll time. I'll be there for you, man. I'll hold you. I'll hold you. <laughs> um, but yeah, we don't look at that and we read that going, man, I can't wait till that happens for me where I'm going to be flying on the wings yeah. of an eagle. We know that that he's using a picture to mm-hmm. really explain the, the heart of the father that he's going to uphold us and sustain us, right? That's mm-hmm. the idea. So we see that there's literal meaning behind it, even though we don't imagine that's what it's going to be. And so the Bible is to be taken literally, uh, you know, where you see it um, being spoken in that way. And and much of it certainly is, but we we don't explain away mm-hmm. the Bible based on on allegory and things. And so for people that are kind of doubting, like you asked, you know, doubting if the Bible is is real, uh, is it uh, literal? You know, we can see many things that have, have proven the Bible time and time yeah. again, right? Uh, we see it in archeological evidence where, you know, there are many people that will, you know, for example, Pilate, where they start to look through historical writings and go, we don't have no record of a Pilate and, and the Bible talks about this guy, Pilate, over, you know, ruling over Judea. Uh, this can't be true. Bible's false. There it is. Just disprove the Bible. And suddenly, you know, they discover the Pilate stone, right? That, yeah. That's got an inscription uh, of, of Pilate in there. And so, right, it's like kind of backtracking all these critics of the Bible going, oh, okay, well, that just disproved that. There's, so archaeological evidence gives a lot of great uh, backing for the Bible. Fulfilled prophecy, yes. another big one, right, where... The Bible, you know, uh, has written so many things of what was to come hundreds, hundreds of years before. I mean, uh, just coming through Christmas, right? And we mm-hmm. talk a lot about Bethlehem, and here's Micah five two prophesying that mm-hmm. this uh, ruler is going to come from Bethlehem, which was at the time a very insignificant town. Nobody's going to think that God's going to bring a ruler out of. Bethlehem, and then sure enough, here's Jesus born in Bethlehem. Yeah. And that was prophesied, you know, 700 years before Christ came. So yeah, we see many examples of fulfilled prophecy, just the, the, you know, the continuity of scripture written by uh, over 40 authors and over, you know, a 1500 year span. Mm-hmm. And, and yet we see the, the continuity of the message that there's no contradiction that's all pointing towards Jesus. I mean, you put, you know, 30 people together in a room that witness the same accident, you're going to get all different kinds of, yeah. of reports and, yeah. and and views towards that. And yet here we got the Bible with over 40 authors writing yeah. that same common purpose. So we see how the Bible has just shown itself and proven itself. You know, we um, we see manuscript evidence yeah. of it, right? Just where huge. it's huge, and and yeah. it's funny because, you know, we'll we'll have people that will take writings from from history, uh, you know that that was written, uh, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years after the event happened, with only a couple manuscripts, and we'll take that as gospel truth. That's true. But the Bible, yeah, that has you know thousands of manuscript evidence for it, 
and uh, at a shorter time and a shorter but, yeah, time yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly and yeah. people trying to disprove yeah. it so yeah. it it doesn't make sense to yeah. try to discredit or disprove the Bible the Bible has proven itself time and time again and we just need to uh, receive that and go man this is God's living word that he's given us to bring life to us you yeah. know like Peter said when Jesus and John six is is asking them after a hard teaching are you guys ready to go and Peter says where else shall we go you mm -hmm. alone have the words of eternal life mm -hmm. and so uh, I just love uh, God's word and I know that this is his heart to us and this is something to be accepted as complete truth yeah it's amazing man and I feel like a lot of young people will think okay well you know, there's no technology. So how was it passed on from person to yeah. person to person? You think of like when we play the telephone game. Yeah, yeah. I always change the entire, like, you know, when you have to whisper and go around the room and see the message at the right, end. Right, exactly. And there's people like us. So I'm, I'm sure we're the ones who are changing the story. So they're probably like, how do we know? Yeah. How do we know the story yeah. was passed on? But like you're talking about the unity and the continuity yeah. from beginning to Absolutely. end of 40 authors all yeah. kind of saying the same, all going the and, same trajectory. And if you want to change a part of it, which some people will say, oh, that's been changed. Well, then you got to go back and change all those other manuscripts yeah. and find each one and begin to change to adjust to that new change that's happened. And that just is a, a huge domino effect that is is almost impossible to do yeah. to change everything. So we, we can see going back in all these different evidences, you know, Dead Sea Scrolls was a huge find in, in revealing what we have of, of Scripture yeah. matches exactly um, with even older manuscripts and so there's been a lot of that that's just yeah. again proven the bible time and time again now jesus himself comes on the scene right and he talked about adam and eve and and he begins to allude to the the genesis record in yes. genesis 1 right that god made them male and female and 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 referencing adam and eve and so doesn't refer to them as as just kind of a uh, a, symbol a symbol of yeah. the human race. I mean, yeah. he talks about that. He talks like about their people. Yeah. He talks like their people. He talks yeah. about Jonah being a, a real figure. A lot of people will like to say, come on, you know, this guy swallowed by a fish and spit out <laughs> three days later. It's like, come on, guys, like, give me a break. That's yeah. such fable. And, and, and do just, you think it's you know, because we just, we try to wrap our heads around things to make sense for us? Absolutely. And if we, can't then we just disqualify it absolutely yeah that's a that's danger. A, that's the problem and i you know we do that a lot in uh in things where we try to explain god we try to figure out god mm -hmm. and yet we do so with finite minds and he's yeah. infinite and i love what uh, uh warren wearsby says if god were small enough for us to figure out he wouldn't be big enough for us to worship hmm. and and there's that's times where word. we have to just simply hold in kind of um, mystery, the the greatness and the majesty of God, but that causes me all the more to go, and God, you are awesome. Nothing is impossible for you. Yeah, and uh, and we accept that, you know. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. Yeah. That's such a good reminder. Because I think I think oftentimes I just hear people just trying to make sense of it all. Sure. And yeah. and even when you look at like technology, and we've talked about stuff like that at church before too, where it's like we're just trying to make sense of everything, of yeah. creation, of creating babies, or, you know, even made, like we're ending life sure. and we're starting life. There's just so many things that we're just trying to almost be God over right. because we just don't understand how, you know, yeah. when you get to the foundation of it. Yeah. And so I but feel like God is amazing is. and we can't fully understand, yeah. but we trust. I guess that's where the faith aspect exactly. comes in. And that's it, right? I mean, it's all given to us right here in God's word. Yeah. The question is, are you going to believe it? Or not? 
Are you going to try to explain it away based on on the things that you see or based on what God says? And mm-hmm. and and that's why Hebrews, you know, uh, twelve says uh, or Hebrews eleven that without faith it's impossible to please yeah. God. Yeah. And and we need to come to Him by faith, right? So talk about like uh, this idea of preaching verse by verse because I feel like that would be very challenging. Because I feel like there's a lot of scripture <laughs> that would kind of be like um, cultural swear words oh, these days. And you know it. And, I, you see- I, and I've seen you a couple of weeks where you were a little bit, you're sweating. You saw me sweating. I saw Ex- you sweating. Actually, yeah. I sit in the front row. I yeah. like to get like, I'm in the spit there you zone. Go. The spit zone, man. But, we supply uh, face shields. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but, you know, that's really hard. And so how yeah. do we, you know, encourage young people? Because we're seeing the world and the news and all kinds of stuff just bombarding us with truth. Yeah. And the way we should believe, the way we should think, yeah. which is very contradictory to the word. So, how do we encourage young people to say, "Hey, this is still relevant"? Like everyone's just kind of writing it off as this is old news. Sure. What would you say to someone to encourage them, like, "Hey, this is actually more relevant now than you know ever, yeah. ever before"? Really, absolutely, it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think you know we need to let people know that uh, God's ways are always best, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and you hope that where we've seen the slide in culture uh, and the absurdity that we see going on in mm-hmm. culture, that, that people, now, people have been disillusioned with the word of God. I pray that people are becoming more and more disillusioned with the world mm-hmm. and the way that the world is going to where they come back and realize, you know what, God did have it right all along and, mm-hmm. and his ways are best. And so, yeah, we... Um, Sweat it out sometimes in in some of those passages that we know. Um, this is going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. It's not going to be at times politically correct. But uh, again, um, you know, I I pray and trust that people are going to come in and and simply see truth being spoken and realize, man, there is a there is a better way than what we're being told mm-hmm. according to the world and where the culture is going mm-hmm. uh, to where people just say. I've had enough, you know, uh, of where things are going. And, and that's sadly what we see happening a lot in, in churches is that we're trying to appease culture. We're trying to come alongside in a, in a, in a loving way, which obviously we want to do, Yes. but we're, we're missing truth. We're, we're trying to put truth aside because we're trying to be loving. And, and Paul says, no, we need to speak the truth in love. And when we do that, uh, we're going to see people that are going to be won over. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't think we're going to win people over by just love without truth. Mm-hmm. And that's where the church is often gone. And uh, I think we're seeing people now that are are looking for answers. They're mm-hmm. looking for something different because they see where culture and the world is going. Yeah. And uh, and they're going to be ready to receive what you know is true mm-hmm. and right. Now we have uh, an age where... Again, everybody's got their own truth, right? Yes. And and that's always um, the battle. But we know what the real truth is, and that's what we want to give out. And we're mm-hmm. going to pray and trust that that people's hearts are going to be, uh, you know, won over yeah. by that. Yeah, it's amazing, man. I think it's so important now more than ever. Yeah, like you said, there's just so many truths out there. Yeah, quote unquote. Yeah, absolutely. And so, how do we encourage people to say, "Hey, you just, you just got to get to the truth." Yeah. There's one truth. There's one truth. And, and so, people don't like to hear that. No. And and yet... Because that means their truth is false. It is. And no one wants to hear yeah. that. That's, and and we also, as Christians and as the church, can't be afraid to give out that truth 
um, and and think, well, we don't want to offend people. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus offended people a lot, mm-hmm. you know, but he also won people over by the truth. Those people that were disillusioned by sin, disillusioned by where they were at, they saw something different in Jesus. Mm-hmm. They saw a guy that came along and was ready to uphold what was right and true. And uh, so we can't be afraid to offend. We don't want to purposely go out and offend people. Of course, of But we course. understand yeah. that the truth today yeah. is going to offend some. Yeah. We want to, That's why we want to give it lovingly yes. and in care. But we also know that there will be many that will say, man, I'm, I've been disillusioned by where I've been, what mm-hmm. I'm seeing in the world. I need something different. Yeah. And that's right here, found yeah. in God's Word. Yeah. Yeah, grace and truth is such an important balance. Absolutely. But the word says the truth will set, set you free. Set you free, amen. And so we, it's important. That's it. It's important. Well, I really yeah. appreciate you, man. I appreciate your time today. And, uh, Likewise. Uh, it's just been it's a good reminder for us to just yeah. be rooted, to be grounded in truth, that we could trust it. Amen. That it is uh, cohesive. There's no, you know, it's just, it's the word of God. And so That's I good. just encourage you today. Uh, to just be in your word. Thank you so much, Pastor Brent, for being with us today. Thanks, Andrew. Love and, uh, it. I'll see you it's Sunday. Been great. Sounds good. Look forward to it. <laughs> awesome. All right. Awesome. Have a great day. Amazing interview. Man, I am so grateful for Pastor Brent. Uh, he's just been a pastor to me these days. I've been attending his church, like I mentioned a few times, but uh, that was just such a great interview. I hope you were encouraged, that you were blessed, that you were reminded of the importance of gospel truth, that it is actual truth. It is without error. Uh, so I, I truly was blessed. What did, what did you guys think? Brendan, what did you think? Well, my, I have to say my favorite part is when... I mean, it's it sucks because it's a super serious story. It and is. I, it was uh, the one you shared uh, with you and your wife. But then after the comments about the the, the genealogy, oh. <laughs> I just lost it. If, if it opened there, you know, it would be yeah. slower. But I would get there. <laughs> but I would get there. <laughs> Thankfully, it was Ephesians. <laughs> I lost it. But imagine if it's like I pick up my sword, I'm like, I I don't understand. But it is our weapon, man. Like if you think about Ephesians 6, like the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So it's like when we are getting attacked, we have to run to our weapon and to our shield of faith. So it's like you're going to block the fiery arrows, but you also want to be offensive and not just defense. So it's like that is what we take. And it's just funny because you hear his story. It's like he was blessed by Matthew 1. Yeah. genealogy yeah. it's like yeah. Yeah. straight from yeah it's like that like that has to be because the bible is living and active and yeah. alive yeah like no one reads those ridiculous names mm-hmm. and gets blessed unless it is mm-hmm. breathed by god and yeah. it's god's story so i just feel like man i was just really encouraged by like not only how expositional preaching like you mentioned like his life was changed yeah yeah um, it was cool to hear that yeah and i think that's so cool to hear that and also to hear what specific passage changed his life. <laughs> it's like, yeah. that's just like, again, glory to God and just shows how powerful the word of God actually is. Yeah. And so it's like when we're reading yeah. our daily reading, it's not just get it in and go out about your day. It's like even Matthew 1 can change your life. And it's just yep. like, that is amazing, man. Did you yeah. take anything like specific that just really like... I mean, yeah, the whole expositional preaching, yeah. I mean, that's huge for us here. And he even dived into like the, uh, like how you can know that you can trust your Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he didn't get into great detail, but I mean, we've had lots of episodes in the past totally. about yeah. uh, that sort of topic. So yeah. it was, it's always nice to hear. And I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was 
really good. Yeah, it was really good. It was really, really good. good. So we hope you were blessed. Really, really good. Donna, you want to send us off today for uh, Making Monday Great Again? Yeah, I think, I think Brent's a terrific guy. He's quite frankly probably the best pastor I've seen. That's not true. That was a joke. It was just for the bit. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, he's pretty... He, yeah, he's great. Yeah. I, I don't know if he would appreciate that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Anyways, we need to make Mondays great again. That's all I have to say about that. And our friend Brett really helped with that. It's fantastic, I have to say. <laughs> 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 okay have such a great week guys again when in doubt figure it out how by yourself oh sorry <laughs> figure it out on your own oh the bible i think is that the right answer <laughs> jesus, the is jesus the answer jesus dive <laughs> into the word and find jesus just when you say when in doubt figure it out that sounds like a very like i figured it out <laughs> but i'm not done when in doubt figure it out how by diving into the word the, spending time with the lord the and bible, uh the you will be blessed yes Thank you so much for watching. Have a great week. See you next Monday.